0: Hey, everybody, I'm Tiara, and motherhood is hard. So let's talk about it. I'll be bringing you along as I navigate being a wife and mother to a medically complex child on the spectrum. Do you have your coffee ready? This is Stronger Now, the podcast. You guys, we are back, and I am so excited. Happy Tuesday! Happy, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Stronger Now podcast. Gosh, like it feels so good to be talking to you this morning. I hope that everybody is having an amazing start to their week. I hope you have a good coffee or you had a good coffee because we have a lot to talk about and I know it's been some time. I know it's been some time, but you know, it was good to take a little break. We had a major shift in our lives and our family and, you know, immediately when all of the dust settled, I knew I wanted to bring it to the podcast and I knew that I could not wait to get back on the mic. So grab your coffee, buckle up, and please enjoy the episode. I had to start with a story time First and foremost, I know you guys are dying to know how Carter is doing. If you follow me on social media, if you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me on TikTok, yes, I'm new to the TikTok gang, but if you follow me on our my platforms, you know that Carter actually just got discharged from the hospital. He was in the hospital for six weeks and... When I tell you that it was probably the toughest time in my life, you know, since he was a baby, I think, and I've said this before, I think when he was a baby, um, I I didn't worry about him. You know, there were scary days. There was absolutely scary days, you know, in the NICU. There were scary days on the pediatric floor. There was, you know, doctors told me things that were scary Um, but I didn't worry about him. I honestly, truly, I was like, you know, he's going to be fine. And, and I truly, truly believe that. And, you know, now I I used to say that, you know, ignorance is bliss. And, you know, those scary days were because I didn't know any better. And, you know, I didn't worry. Um, But, you know, what I truly think it is, is my is my faith of my unwavering faith. And, um, you know, unfortunately I feel like now that I'm a little bit older, um, you know, Carter has been on the earth a little bit longer. I feel like, you know, the enemy and the, the fear that the enemy tries to instill in you has taken over a little bit more than, you know, that I would like. Um, so, this time around, it was very, very scary. You know, this year was super hard for us. Carter started to lose weight. He started to sleep more. Like, when I tell y'all, it, Carter is five. We just turned six, but he was five when all of this was happening. And I was like, a five-year-old sleeping all day? Like, I don't understand why this didn't ring alarm bells, you know, to his, his providers, his specialists. Um, But of course it did to Andy and I, because what five-year-old sleeps all day? Like we were, we used to be lucky if Carter took a nap, let alone slept for, you know, two to three hours. So yeah, it just was, it was tough. It was a constant battle. Like back and forth, I was emailing them every day. You know, I was, we were going, we all were packing up, going to the emergency room. We were admitted to the hospital and he just was losing weight and his electrolytes were constantly out of whack. And I know that I've said this before, but Carter's condition causes electrolyte imbalances. And what's scary about that is, you know, our electrolytes are so important to our whole entire body, our whole system. So, you know, when you don't think like you think electrolytes, you think Gatorade, right? Or like that's at least what I would think. I would think you know Gatorade or you know Pedialyte because Carter drinks a ton of Pedialyte. But really, it's to keep his electrolytes in 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 balance. So keep them regulated. So when they're imbalanced, you know his potassium was dangerously low. And when your potassium's low, you know you're at risk for cardiac arrest. So you know, he had to get EKGs every few hours, and it was so, so scary. When your sodium is low, it can affect your kidneys. When you're, you know, there's so many, there's so many electrolytes. So his electrolytes were all out of whack, and they were trying to regulate them, and they also were trying to figure out why he was losing weight. Well, we haven't been able to really find out why he was losing weight, but what we did decide to do was put his um, put his IV port back in. And although this might sound like a step backwards, it was so needed. It was so needed. The constant, you know, poking him for labs and, you know, poking and prodding him, it just was heartbreaking and... We were able to make the very, very easy decision of putting his his central line back in. And now he gets IV nutrition every night. So he is getting chunky again, you guys. Oh my gosh, that smile is brighter than ever. And you know, I as all moms know and all moms feel, when your kid is when your kid is doing well, you're doing well. And that's how I feel. I feel like, you know, now that Carter's back, now that Carter's feeling, I would say he's 100%. I would really say that he's back to 100%. Now it's time for me to kind of recover, like recover physically, recover emotionally. um, When you're When you see your child down so bad, it really, really takes a toll. And I also have just gotten to the point six years later where, you know, somebody asked me how I'm doing now, six years later, I can be like, I'm down bad or, you know, I'm not I'm not 100 percent like my recently, actually, my aunt had asked, she was like, how are you doing? And I told her, I'm down bad. And my stomach dropped when I told her that because it's just not not something that I'm used to saying out loud. Like normally somebody asks me like, how are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm okay. Like, you know, that's like, <laughs> that's like my go-to, I'm okay. But it's, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be like, no, no, it's not it today. I'm not having it today and it's been so hard over these last six years to actually say that out loud and now I'm getting to a point where you know your support system needs to know you have to be in I say all this to say that you need to have a support system around you that you trust um, you know that you feel safe with because it's important. It's important to be like, no, it's important to be like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it today. Or, you know, I've had better days. You know, people say it's okay to not be okay. And that's 100%. But it's also okay to say out loud that you're not okay. And I don't know, for me, I feel like over the six years, If I said it out loud, it was almost like a sense of failure, like that I was admitting to, I don't know, some type of, some type of loss. Like I had lost as a mom, like as a mom, especially as a medical mom, I feel like there was a lot of eyes around me that was waiting for me to kind of crumble and I don't think that was necessarily the case. I think I just had a lot of eyes around me waiting to see if I would fall, but so that they could catch me. You know, not necessarily waiting to see if I would fall just to say, you know, Tiara wasn't strong enough to handle that or this would break anyone. Why is Tiara any different? You know, I don't, I feel like six years later, I'm now accepting that that's not how people are looking and that's not my reality. My reality is that people are, you know, they're right behind me just in case I do fall, they're there to catch me. So yeah, it's important. It's important to find people that you trust, people that are your safe space. And I'm so happy that this podcast can be a safe space for you I'm so happy when you when, let me tell you guys, when you message me and you tell me, oh, I listened to the podcast or I have a lot of people like come up to me and be like, oh, I heard, you know, this episode was my favorite or that episode was my favorite. Or even when people say I listen to the podcast and I couldn't even imagine, like I am so happy that it's either you live in this world and I'm so happy to validate all of your feelings and all of your emotions or. You don't live in this world and you just simply could not imagine, but you still, you still want to be a part of my world. So yeah, that is a little story time, but all that to say, Carter is amazing. Oh, He's amazing, you guys, and he is really, truly on the road to recovery. So I am so, so thankful. And yeah, this gets me to my topic for today. So, you know, I also had a family member. Asked me a really interesting question that kind of stuck with me. It's been a couple of days now, and I have nonstop been thinking about this question because I don't think I necessarily answered it in the moment how I wanted to. And I think it was a question that really, um, I really needed to think about. But I had posted a reel on Instagram, and let me read you guys the caption because it really, I, I was really kind of down on myself about Landon, about like, you know, is he getting enough attention? Um, Is this something that we are going to be able to juggle? Are we going to be able to add more kids? Because, you know, when I had Carter and mind you, I was young when I had Carter, I was 23 years old, you know, and then all of his medical needs were kind of piling up. And I think that, A lot of people were wondering if I would even be able to have more children. So when I, without a shadow of a doubt, always said, you know, I want more kids, God willing, I want four kids, I'm one of four, and I've always loved being one of four. And I, I, especially as an adult, like I love being able to call my siblings, like when Carter was sick, I literally sent like a man down text message to my siblings and they came running. So you know, I want that for Carter. Um, But when I would say that, like, I could kind of see, no matter who it was, I could kind of see people, like, their wheels turning a little bit. Like, how, how are you going to be able to have more children when Carter's needs are so extensive, you know? So, um yeah. So, when I had Landon and, you know, Carter's medical needs kind of like almost right away. (laughs) Almost right away, a week after Landon was born, Carter was in the hospital. So, right away, his medical needs started to intensify. And I had a little bit of mom guilt like, oh gosh, did we make the right decision? Is Carter, I mean, is Landon getting the attention that he needs? Am I giving him the bonding that he needs? Like, all of these questions, all this self doubt starts to kind of like, rush in your head. Um, so I was like kind of down on myself a little bit, but I was doing, I was giving myself a pep talk like, no, you are giving your child all of the love that they need. He is so well taken care of. He has you and Andy. He, and then also like you guys, when Landon looks at Carter, his eyes like light up. He loves his brother so much. So I had to continue to like, you know, tell myself, no, like you want a big family. You're going to love your children. Your children are going to love each other. Like this is just this. These are the self-doubt conversations that we have to get rid of. We have to get rid of. So I ended up making a reel on Instagram and it was It was kind of like therapeutic for me when I posted it because the caption read, it was, oh, it was a real, It was a video of Landon that I had taken. And we were just, you know, we were just having mommy Landon moment and I was soaking it all in. And I was like, let me, I want to record this moment because I want to remember this like beautiful smile and this moment that we're having. So I had posted it and my caption read, Nobody talks about the baby born after birth trauma. No one talks about the baby you got to bring home right away after leaving your baby in the NICU. No one talks about the baby you got to breastfeed instead of pumping next to an incubator. No one talks about hearing a baby's first cry when you've once heard silence. No one talks about the baby who is mending a broken heart. And this caption was so, so straight from the heart because that's exactly how I feel about Landon like he truly truly is is filling in I would say not mending a broken heart but he's truly filling in the cracks of a broken heart um just just because you know I missed out on a lot of experiences with Carter um you know as you guys know I went to an emergency C-section I didn't get to hold him I didn't do skin-to-skin skin with him. Um, he also came out of the womb completely silent. Um, so when he was born, I had, you know, I had asked the room, like, is he crying? Is he crying? Is he crying? And I remember a nurse had told me, like, he's not in the room anymore. Like, they took him to the NICU. So... Um, I didn't get, I didn't get a lot of those experiences. I I didn't get to hear him cry. Um, I didn't get to breastfeed him. Um, I pumped, you know, I pumped next to his incubator in the NICU. They actually sent, they actually gave me his baby blanket um, when we got discharged from the hospital so that I could actually smell his scent so I can pump at home. Um, And, you know, I, so I missed out on a lot of those things and you know by the grace of god i actually got to do all of them with landon um i got to hear him cry i got to do skin to skin i got to breastfeed him you know i got to take him home right away i got to do all these things so i when i wrote that post it just was like purely from the heart and later that evening i had went out you know with my mom and my cousins and my cousin had asked me she said you know, I, I was going to comment on your post and ask um, if you if you feel guilty, if you have some guilt associated with that, like experiencing all of the firsts with Landon. And she was like, "But I didn't want to post that. I, I didn't want to, you know, put that on your on your post because I felt like that wasn't the forum for my question. And I knew I was going to see you, so I wanted to ask you in person. And Gosh, I can't even remember how I answered the question. I think I told her. I think I kind of told her, you know, how I've been feeling about, you know, having some having some guilt about maybe not giving him enough enough attention, enough bonding, uh, just overall enough, um, because Carter needs so much of me, and when I told when I told her that immediately it didn't like sit well because, you know, when you're trying to explain something to someone and you're like, you're like, don't charge it to my heart because it's not what I can't find the words. Like I cannot articulate my feelings. And that's kind of how I felt. Like after I was done, I was like, let let, rewind, rewind. Like, let me me get back to you on that question. Um, And I kind of wanted to talk about that today because I don't feel guilt. I don't feel guilt. I've always wanted a large family. Um, And, you know, God makes no mistakes. He knows I can handle this. He knows that my family unit can handle this. He knows my marriage can handle this. He knows my support system around me can handle this. He knows all of these things. He's just waiting for me to catch up, (laughs) you know, like waiting for me to, to know this, to truly, truly know this, have the faith, you know, um, that I once, you know, had, and yeah, so I don't have guilt. No, I do not have guilt. I've always wanted a big family, and I've always wanted to give Carter siblings, and I still want to have more kids. Especially now, I want to give Landon siblings, and I, don't, you know, I want to give Landon more best friends. So, no, I don't have guilt. However, I do know that. I am not going to be enough ever. I'm never going to be enough. I, I am always going to continue to work and work and work to be the best mom I can be. And I also am going to work and work and work to put plans and things in place to make sure that my kids get what they need and also... God willing, not create traumas for my other kids in regards to Carter. Because, you know, when you're a medical mom and you have other children, you have to think about how they're seeing their sibling. Because, you know, as parents, we think, oh, yeah, this is so hard for me. It's so hard for my child that's going through this. But it's their sibling, You know, it's going to be Carter's, I mean, it's going to be Landon's brother. He's watching, you know, do dressing changes and being poked and prodded and things like that. So, you know, I think putting a plan into place and always having a plan is going to be the norm for us. Like, what happens when Carter has an episode and needs to go to the hospital? Only one parent's going to be able to go versus two. Um, What's going to happen if Carter needs a dressing change, and you know he's crying, and the kids are in the other room, like, well, maybe we should have them out and about instead of being at home, you know, things like that. So a lot of conversations will a lot of conversations will have to be had um, when the time comes, or when Landon starts to get older. But we will always have the conversations, and you know. If you are in this situation or if you know someone that's in this situation and you have any points and or tricks or pointers for me, please, please let me know. I would love that. Like, how do you guys navigate having more than one child when one of your child one of your children have medical needs? Um so yeah, no, I don't feel guilt. I don't feel guilt. Um, I am so, so happy to have Landon and you know I'm so so happy about the experiences that he's given me and also you know in regards to things that I missed out you know the two separate worlds I think that's what I was trying to say like the two separate worlds so Landon gave me everything I missed you know breastfeeding bringing him home hearing him cry skin to skin and then Carter Carter just, uh, my heart grew 15 times bigger when Carter was born. You know, he was, like I say all the time, like I truly, truly feel like he is one of God's angels, like sent to us to make us so much better, so much better. Everyone around, oh my gosh, you guys, let me not get off too off track, but I wanted to tell you the story. So I was taking Carter to school. And this woman, lovely woman, never seen, I've never seen her. I, I haven't seen her since, actually. So I have never seen her. And she said, oh, hi. You have such a beautiful smile. And Carter looks at her and smiles. And she started crying, you guys. She started crying. And I looked at her and I said, oh. And she was like, his smile is so beautiful. She said, I hope you guys have a great day. And she kept walking. And... I was like, oh my gosh, Carter. And I just thought to myself, like, girl, been there. (laughs) Been there. Like, I wanted to tell her, because y'all know what I say, like crying cleanses the soul. Crying cleanses the soul. Do not tell somebody not to cry. Cry it out, girl. If you have to cry in the shower, cry in the shower. If you need to park in your driveway and sit there in silence and cry it out. Do what you need to do. Cry it out. A good cry mm, will get you together. It <laughs> will get you together. Do not hold it in. Um, But yeah, uh, so I truly, truly feel like Carter is one of God's angels, like really sent to us to make us all better and make us really, really evaluate what matters. Um, so Two different situations, but two situations I love and cherish for completely different reasons. So no, I don't feel any guilt for loving my experience with Landon because I have a whole other appreciation for my experience with Carter. I don't think I actually, you know, I know that I would not appreciate my experience or love my experience or value my experience with Landon if I did not have the experience with Carter. You know, and I feel like it'll be, it'll be even more that way, you know, when Landon in a, you know, in a few months when Landon's walking, when he's talking, when he's doing things that Carter took just a little bit longer to do, you know? Um when he's doing all of those things, I think, you know, it'll be, it'll just be a completely different experience. And I am so thankful for both experiences because they've truly changed my life for the better. Um, so yeah, if I just wanted to say, if you are out there and if you are, if you are one feeling like you can't say out loud that, You're not okay because you feel like everybody is waiting for your downfall. No, no. You you have full permission to be authentic in your feelings, you know, whether you're journaling them down, whether you're finding safe people to explain how you're feeling. um, There is nothing wrong with saying that you are not okay out Loud, nothing wrong with it at all. And for all of my medical moms, if you are second guessing, if you're enough, you are truly enough. You are enough. The fact that you are second guessing yourself, girl, that shows you right there that you are enough. That you are enough. Just the fact that you are, you are constantly thinking, how can I be better? You are enough and you are badass for that, period, period. You're badass for that. Just, just, just saying, just saying. So yeah, I'm so happy to be back on the mic and thank you so much for listening to this episode. I cannot wait to chat with you more. Today's love letter is to myself. I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. And I am so proud that you stuck up for your son, you spoke up for your son, you continued to advocate for your son. And even though it seemed like nobody was listening to you, even though it seemed like your your concerns, your thoughts, everything was being ignored and nobody was taking anything serious, there was no sense of urgency, you still stuck up for your son and now look at him. And now look at you. You go, girl. You go. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And I cannot wait to talk to you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Thank you for finishing your coffee with me. As always, I'm sending a big hug. Please don't forget to review and rate this podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, share with a friend. You can find me on Instagram at strongernowpod. I'll see you next Tuesday for more stories. Bye, guys.